Hello, hello. Travis here. And this is Everything and Nothing, the show where I talk about everything that might be important to me, but things that are really nothing in the grand scheme of things. And I try to do this every week or so, but I fail miserably because I want to do it more than every week. I want to try to do it at least like every four to five days, but I always end up doing it every exact seven days. So I'm trying to change it up a little bit, but I wanted to talk about real quick um, because this story has been in the media recently that's been uh, talked about before, but it's been brought up again because a new light in the situation or I guess new revelations in the situation. And that's about the death of Natalie Wood. And they just reopened her case, actually. And now her husband, actor Robert Wagner, is supposed to be a person of interest, if you haven't heard. Uh, And if you don't know who Natalie Wood is, um, she was a prolific actress. I say she was. uh, Of the 50s and 60s is where she really, like, found her fame and, like, became, I guess, a famous actress. But she's actually been acting since the very young age of... Ooh her single digits I'll say that she's been she was a child actress and then she transitioned into an adult actress and she was in West Side Story and Splendor and The Grass I think it was called or Glass oh my gosh I forgot the name of that movie I think well it's Robert Redford it was I mean not Robert Redford it was with Warren Beatty that was his first movie I think and then she was uh in of course everybody's uh well Everybody mostly probably know her from uh, the movie she did with James Dean called uh, A Rebel Without a Cause. Mm-hmm. And those are the three movies she was really like, I guess, really took off for her and made her household name. But before then, she was in one of my favorite childhood mo- movies. Uh, well, my favorite childhood movie. Well, my well, this version was my favorite movie. Uh, but she was in The Miracle on 34th Street, you know, back in the day day. But the remake was my one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, and yeah, she was in that movie. And then she transitioned. But I remember um, doing my information search on her, which was like years ago. Because I heard about her death, you know, growing up. And then I did my own, like, investigation, I guess. And then I watched a documentary on her just a couple years ago. And she, oh, man, she went through a lot in her career just in the beginning stages of her life like and then transitioning and then her mother was the stage mom her real name was her real name was natasha and i wish i could say the rest of her name but it's very hard to remember but it it is very long as well and they cut it short for they cut natasha short and made natalie her name and then they added wood on the end of her name because she i guess as an American or as an actress, you know, st- you know how people have stage names. So they changed her name to Natalie Wood. Um, but she was, um, I went through a lot transitioning from a child actress to an adult actress. And it was some revelations uh, about, you know, certain things that happened to her as a result of that, that I don't want to repeat well yet anyway. But, uh, and her mother was, her parents were Russian, obviously. 
and she, her mother was a stage mom, and then, if I'm not recalling exactly, but I think her mother used to tell her all the time to stay away from water and dark water. I want to say she heard that from someone who told her, you know, be careful, Natalie's going to be in danger if she's ever around dark water or seawater. And because of that, Natalie's been terrified, well, was terrified of that for her life. And then, on a set of a movie, she almost uh, drowned one time. I think she was like 16 or 17. And then, I think there was the same accident she was in that, um, I don't know if it was the same movie, but that's when she wrist messed her wrist up and it never got it fixed. Because I guess the doctor, I mean the doctor, the studio, she didn't want to be a bother for the studio. So she just soldiered it on and kept going. So she soldiered through like a professional she was. But I'm saying all that to say that Natalie really like went through a lot in her career and did all she could to sustain it. But personally was going through so much that nobody even knew about until like later on in her life when I think she got comfortable enough speaking about it. Now, I haven't seen too many interviews uh, from her, so but I've read about her and I've seen documentaries about her. And then I've read and heard a lot about how she died and, you know, if that had anything to do with uh, whether it was an accident or not, which I don't think, well, I can't say I think it was an accident or not. I'm, I'm really honestly not sure about that, to be honest. Uh, and that's what I was going to talk about. Like, I don't really know if it was an accident or not, honestly. Because uh, there's so many conflicting reports, and then the captain of the boat, the Splendor, that she was on, uh, Oh, wait. I'll take that back. I don't know if she was in that movie with Warren Beatty. Maybe it was Robert himself. See, I'm so confused. Uh, I knew this. But it slipped my mind. Because that was the name of the boat they were on. Splendor. So it must have been him in the movie with her. Because why would he name the boat that? If that was mainly his boat, as opposed to just, I don't, I doubt it was just her boat because she didn't really like water. I mean, she enjoyed being on the yacht, but I don't think that was uh, something that she would have named the boat or, you know, had as her boat. Just you know, I don't think. So I think that was something they named after, you know, like something they named together. So I'm thinking that was him in the movie and not Warren Beatty. But she did work with him and dated him after him and her, after Robert and her divorced the first time. She dated Warren. Oh, and I didn't mention Gypsy. Gypsy was another one of her famous roles as well that she was in. But I say all that to say, she went through all she went through in her life. And then to end it like that, and she was shouldering on, shouldering on, like, she was still working, trying to find roles, and then people were saying that she was, uh, like, uh, very, I guess, 
down about her career, saying that uh, she um, saying that she was uh, not finding the kind of work that she wanted, and she felt like maybe her time was up. Like she didn't know what to do with her fame anymore. That's what I'm guessing from what they were talking about. But yeah, and she was coming back and to the forefront and was starring a movie with Christopher Walken, you know, which she obviously never got to finish. Now, with Natalie's death, apparently, she was on the uh, Splendor with her husband. And like I said before, she was filming a movie with Christopher Walken. And on Thanksgiving break that year, uh, November 1981, they invited Christopher Walken on the boat with them to spend Thanksgiving. And uh, they spent the evening in town, apparently, or uh, evening before. And then, or earlier that day, I'm not sure, I forgot which. And uh, I'm trying to get the gist of it. And she, um, I guess they already had started drinking or they were starting to drink. And she thought so she was probably started already a sort of slightly inebriated, or at least, you know, um, they had some drinks or whatever. But when they got back to the Splendor, apparently there was more drinking going on. And apparently Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner got into this heated debate over politics. And then I think the stories differ from there because some say that they were arguing over Natalie because I guess Robert was supposed to be somewhat of a jealous man, and he felt like, oh, Christopher wants to fuck her or something like that. I think those were the words that they said were used, but I'm not sure if he actually said the fuck. But I think they were saying that he felt some type of way about their relationship and, and, and then smashed a glass of wine or some champagne on the um, dash. Or like on the dresser or a table in one of the stable rooms. This is all alleged because Christopher Walken won't say anything except that she died accidentally. And then, you know, the boat captain, his story lined up with Roberts. But I'm jumping ahead. But anyway, and so after that, apparently him and Robert and Natalie got into an argument, apparently. And the boat captain was up, and I guess he heard them throwing things around in the room and heard them arguing, and then they went outside to the front of the boat or the outside of the boat, and apparently he um, heard them one minute, or heard her one, one, one minute, and then the next minute didn't hear anything. So that's what the boat captain said. After the fact, 20 years later, when this first happened, he didn't say anything of the sort. What he said was the same thing Robert said, which was he was looking for Natalie after they had a conversation, after the little tiff or whatever. Uh, he supposedly said that she left to get ready and changed and changed her clothes in the room and everything. And then um, once she did that, I guess he was going to go out and join her. I can stay go to bed, and then he couldn't find her. 
And so then they all started looking for her. Well, not well in the on the boat they were looking for her. Yes, uh, but then I guess he didn't suspect any foul play of any kind. So they never called the out of the police, the sea police, or whatever you call it, the authority. I don't know. What if the police come to water when you're on a boat? You call nine one one, and then who shows up? Is it the sea police? I don't know. But anyway, he called them, and then, but he already did it. This is the thing. He did it like a couple hours later or something, I saw her. And so it was like, why take so long to do that? When you see she's not on the boat, it doesn't take two hours or three hours or however long it took to see that she's not on the boat. So that was a little weird to me to, to know that they waited that long or Oh, that it was, I mean, but then what was Christopher doing? Was he asleep? Did they wake him up and say, hey, Natalie's missing? Like, what did he say? I'm wondering. But anyway, so after that, the police came and whatever, and then all the people who came, who were the detectives who investigated, uh, st- everybody's story was the same. Uh, a few hours into the day, I guess, um, uh, Maybe like four to six hours later, I think they found her. And this this is in Catalina, on the Catalina Islands. So they found her like near shore there. And she had a red coat, like a red first down coat and her nightgown. And then the dinghy was on the side of the boat. So my thing is... And then she was definitely afraid of water. So, my thing is, if you are definitely afraid of water, and then he said that they she tried to, um, I guess, reattach the dinghy to the boat, and then fell in, and knocked her head and was unconscious, probably, and then drowned. My thing is this. If she's definitely afraid of water, and notices the dinghy making noise, and then she had a few to drink. Maybe she would try to do it herself. But the other part of me says, wouldn't she go and get someone else to try to do that if it annoyed her that much? Or, the other side of me is saying, why being damn near inebriated and drunk, would she even give a fuck at that point in time? Like, I'm on... I'm on. I'm outside in the boat, and I'm just gonna go out there and what? Get some air, and then I hear the dinghy, and I'm gonna try to re-attach the dinghy to the boat. Like, I wouldn't care if I was drunk at that moment. I wouldn't care about no damn dinghy. So my thing is like, did she really try to do that, or were they out there arguing and he pushed her in or something? Then there's reports that the uh, captain of the boat once he changed his story 20 years later. I think he said something to the effect that they both knew Natalie was in the water, but that Robert told him to leave her there to teach her a lesson, he said, apparently. So it's like, what's true? Everything's conflicting. Robert says one thing and the captain says another. Christopher is saying nothing. So it's like, two people got two different stories and the third person has no story. And they're the only three who are on that boat who know what happened besides Natalie herself. And then there's the witness 
who, from another boat across the way, said she heard someone in the water that night yelling, Oh my God, help me, help me, I'm drowning. And they interviewed this lady, along with the boat captain. When they did this story uh, back in 2011, I think it was, because Vanity Fair had an expose on the whole thing. And they interviewed people then. I think it was 2011 or 7. Oh, my God, I think it was 11. Anyway, they did an expose with Vanity Fair where they interviewed these people. And this is what they said. So my thing is, it really conflicts you. And, you know, I'm into mysteries and all that kind of stuff. And the who done it and the why. You know, I'm all into that shit so much. But it's very, very, very much more interesting when it's someone who's famous and uh, well-known. You know, especially if it's unsolved, basically. Because this is unsolved. Because it was deemed accidental. But then, 2018, here they go reopening the case because now they're saying that there's new evidence somehow and that Robert's a person of interest. But I always thought he was a person of interest because I always thought that they always, uh, not suspected him, but I don't know. Well, the police at the time believed his story. And, and then, you know... It really hasn't changed that much, except for one little thing he said. I forgot what he said, though. But other than that, other than that one little hiccup that I can't remember, his story has never changed. So it's like, what are we really to believe? <laughs> to finish this up, because I don't want this to be too long, but it probably already is. And I hear tell it that people who listen to this website like all the episodes to be short and sweet. But because I turn each segment and I turn the whole thing into a podcast, I really can't sometimes do just five minutes or, well, at least when it was like that. They just changed the site on me. But anyway, to finish up what I was saying about Natalie Wood, like, I don't know why her story and her life, uh, I have such a great affinity for her. Like, I feel for her. I think she's very talented. Um, well, was very talented. Her story and how she passed away, I just feel like she didn't deserve it. And I know if you're a fan of all the mystery and Hollywood's unsolved cases and, you know, that stuff that's that kind of genre-oriented when it comes to mystery you probably already know about Natalie's story. So I wasn't trying to add anything new about talking about it. I just wanted to give my take on it. And that's basically, um, I'm stuck in the middle. I don't know if it's true or not or what to believe. I think that it's very, um, she passed away under very weird circumstances. And it's very easy to look at it from afar who... You know, someone who isn't in it or wasn't in it or wasn't there. It's really easy to look at it and be like, oh, she had an argument with her husband. So, or beforehand. So, of course, he probably did it. He probably pushed her in there or let her drown or die. But, obviously, she was in the water. And the only person I can believe is that woman who said she heard her that night. That's the only person to believe in this, really, 100%. Everybody else, I'm like... 
Well, besides Christopher Walken, because he's not saying anything. He thinks it was an he thinks or says he anyway that it was an accident. But do you believe that's what? Do you believe him though? That's the thing. I mean, I believe he believes that, but it's like, do I believe he knows more than he's saying? And to be honest, my gut says yes. But do I think Robert Wagner knows more than what he's saying? I, I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. For some reason, I just get this feeling that Christopher Walken knows more than... I don't know why I get that feeling about him. <laughs> That's really weird. I don't know why I get that feeling about him, but not about Robert. And then the boat captain... Um, he says he was a family friend of theirs. Uh, I don't know if I believe him either. So I'm very at a stuck middle hard rock place, so to speak. I don't know who to believe or what to believe. And I, I don't want this to turn into a, a, a witch hunt for him because he's 87 years old. So what good would that do? You know, I mean... I'm I'm really nervous about what they're going to find, if anything, if they can... Well, I mean, the case is reopened, like I said, so they're going to continue to investigate. So I guess in the coming weeks or months, or before the year is out, we'll know more about what their findings were and if there's anything else to the story that we haven't previously heard over the last, you know, almost 40 years since she passed, or it has been 40 years. Well, it's almost over 40 years, I think. Man, 1981 doesn't even seem that long ago. And here it is, being over 40 years ago. I can't believe that. Over 40 years ago? No, it's not. It's almost 40 years. Because 1979 is 40 years ago. Well, 1979 is uh, 39 years ago. So 1981 will be 37 years. Okay, so it's almost 40 years. See, that's still a long time, though. You know, so I guess we'll find out something that we didn't know previously, I suppose. We'll see. But I just wanted to finish it up. Give my little take on it. Um, I'm trying to wrap my head around all this thing. And this is easy and fun for me to vent on when I want to give my little half rants. When I'm not in my head about it but anyway thanks for listening if you listen this is travis and this has been everything and nothing see you on the flip side which is hopefully not a whole week away i want to try to do this four to five days a week i mean not every day but i'm saying every four or five days like i previously said but i think you probably got what i was saying this is where i need to stop now my little need of over explaining things Oh, later Gator, guys. You know, every once in a while, I go back on my page and I listen to a couple of episodes that I've done this year. And on this particular episode, I was so in a rush that all the information that I had acquired to do this episode slowly but surely started leaving my brain. And I was particularly upset about the fact that I forgot was called Splendor in the Grass 
and that it was Warren Beatty, in fact, in the movie and not Robert Wagner himself. So, listening to this back, because I was such in a hurry, I was right the first time. It was Warren Beatty, not Robert, and it was grass, not glass. I don't know if I cleared it up on here. I'm listening to it now, but I just had to add that in here because I was in such a rush, and I thought I was speaking quite fast, too. So, yeah, I wanted to just fix that real quick. <laughs>